Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hope all is well with you and yours, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I am so happy today. I think the world puts aside that this is Super Sunday, but to me, every Sunday is super. Every day that I get the opportunity to be before God's people and, and, and to come into his presence and then come into his place of worship, I am just grateful, grateful, grateful for all that he's done and all that he continues to do for us Amen. For God is good and he's worthy, worthy to be praised. Will you celebrate him on this morning with us? I do believe that there is a word from the Lord to share with you on today. So without any further ado, we're going to turn you right over to, um, doc, um, I'm about to call her Dr. Dominique, but right now she is Miss Johnson. Amen. And um, we're going to turn it right over to her and let her take us into praise and worship. However, God would have her to take us this morning. Hallelujah. God, God bless you. Good morning, safe, safe house, house as always. And I am a privilege to be back with you all just, just to worship, worship our God. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every praise for our God. Our God, glory,
you know that the Lord has been extremely good to us. He's been better to us than we've been to ourselves. Hallelujah. Lord, you are good. You've been so good. Lord, you are good. You've been better than good. I can't praise you enough. I owe you my life. I can't praise you enough. Even if I tried, cause you've been no good. You've been no good. You've been so good to me.
Than good to me. You've been better than good to me. Oh, you've been better than good to me. You've been better than good to me. And I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Want to tell you that Lord, I love you more than anything. Y'all help me say that. I know you know that song. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. I just want to tell you. Lord, I love you more than anything. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. I just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more. worship God right there. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
God, I love you more than anything. Hallelujah. And because I love him more than anything, I remember an old song that when I was a kid, they would say, the road is rough and the going gets tough and the hills are hard to climb. I started out a long time ago and there is no doubt morning you all have many of you decided to make Jesus your choice and all the choices that you have all the things you can do all the places you could have been that I have decided to make Jesus my choice for he's my God he's my king he's my helper he's my lover 
He is the lover of my soul. Hallelujah. I know some of you don't know that old school like that, amen, but I am grateful, grateful to God for he is good. He is wonderful. He is kind. He is love. He is peace. He is omnipotent. He's all seeing. He's all knowing. How many of you know this morning that you're just grateful to him? Just grateful, grateful, grateful. Lord, I am grateful. Would you put your hand up and just say, tell somebody, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I know many of us in the virtual environment, we don't see each, each, um, each other as often as we like, but nonetheless, God is still good and he's still worthy to be praised. And he's just so good to us. Amen. He's been better to us and we've been to ourselves. And I just want to say hallelujah. Hallelujah this morning. I just want to say I thank him this morning. I just want to say I give his name the honor and the praise, the glory and the power for it belongs to him and him alone. For all praises are due to him. And I am grateful, grateful, grateful. As we go this morning, as we go into prayer before we get in this morning. Oh, Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we come to you this morning, Lord. We just want to say we thank you. Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for how you washed up and you kept us all through the week, Lord. How you allowed no hurt, harm, or danger to come to us in any form or fashion. Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for covering us, oh God, even in the rain, Lord Jesus, that's here in the triad on today. Lord Jesus, I know many want to gripe and many want to complain, oh God, Lord Jesus, it's raining again. But Lord Jesus, from that rain, Lord Jesus, you fill in our wells again, Lord Jesus, you fill in our rivers, oh God. The years of drought, Lord Jesus, that have been, Lord Jesus, upon us, oh God. Now, Lord, you fill up those water aqueducts, oh God, that we have plenty, oh God, for everything that's live on the earth needs water, Lord, and I'm grateful for that, Lord Jesus. I'm grateful, Lord Jesus, for your mercies, Lord Jesus, that you showed upon us, oh God. Lord Jesus, for we walk in by faith and not by sight. Lord Jesus, every day is not a day, Lord Jesus, that everything goes the way that we want it to go, Lord Jesus, but we understand, Lord Jesus, that it's in our mindset, it's in our perspective, in that how we see things, oh God, Lord Jesus, and how you see us, oh God, for Lord, Lord, we want you to to say, Lord, you that you're well pleased with us, oh God, Lord, you that, Lord, you that you continue, Lord, you to help us, oh God, to go and do what we have to do, Lord, and go along the way, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, Chief, for putting your arms around the people of the Safe House Church. Lord, we thank you for blessing them, oh God, in season and out of season. Lord, we thank you for blessing them financially, oh God. We thank you for blessing them in their bodies, Lord, you in their souls and their spirit, oh God, as you're causing them to grow, Lord Jesus, to be on another level, Lord Jesus, to do what you call them to do, Lord Jesus, to walk forth, Lord Jesus, and to know, Lord Jesus, that all power is in your hand, Lord, and we just honor you, Lord Jesus, for that, and we're grateful for that, Lord, and we give your name all the honor and all the praise, Lord Jesus, for you're just so good to us, Lord, you've been better than good, Lord Jesus, you've been better than good, Lord, and we're just grateful, 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 grateful. How many of you are grateful this morning? How many of you are grateful this morning? Yeah, Lord, we give your name the honor. We give your name the praise, oh God. For Lord Jesus, all belongs to you, Lord Jesus, who I am, Lord Jesus, who I'm going to be, Lord Jesus, it all belongs to you, Lord. For every Sunday is super, oh God. Every day is wonderful, Lord. Every day is kind, Lord. Even if I don't see it that way, you've made it, Lord Jesus. For this is the day that you have made, oh God. Lord Jesus, it could have been different, oh God. Lord, we could be sick in our beds, oh God. We could be begging on the streets, oh God, Lord, we could be that one under the bridge, oh God, looking for a home and some shelter, oh God, but you didn't allow it to be, Lord, and we're grateful for that, Lord, and we honor you, Lord, we thank you for what you've started here in us on this day and as we go forward, Lord, and we ask you to do all these things to others in the powerful name of Jesus, for we know this one thing, and we know this to be true, that we walk by faith and not by sight, hallelujah, hallelujah, how many are grateful this morning? 
How many are grateful, grateful, grateful this morning? I'm just so grateful. I know I say that often. I say it all the time. That's because I'm truly grateful. The Bible, the Bible said, I don't know, out of the mouth of what the heart speaks, you know what I mean? Speak it, right? So I have grateful and gratitude in my heart because I know that it's truly an honor and a privilege to sit here before you and then expound upon the word of God because you're not looking at a man who's perfect. You're not looking at a man who's dotted every I and crossed every T. In fact, he has a lot of errors. He has a lot of faults. He has a lot of shortcomings. But nonetheless, God upholds us and he keeps us and he keeps us alive. Amen. And um, how many of you just had a good week on this week? Uh, amen. Um, last week when we just look forward to what God is doing on this week going forward that he's just been so good to us. I want to say good morning, and first of all, I want to say um, congratulations um, again to um, um, our um, Minister of Music, Sister Dominique. Next week, this time, she'll have a different name, amen, and we're grateful, and um, the Safe House Church loves you, and we sent you a little send-off offering, amen, that we want to be a blessing to you and um, you and your new husband, so we're just so grateful. Amen to um, God from whom all blessings flow. So I know she's somewhere blushing. Amen. She's excited and we're excited for her. For marriage is a good thing and we're grateful. Amen. You know, those of us who are married, we know it is a good thing. It's work. It's work. It's definitely work, but it is a good thing and we're grateful from whom all blessings flow. Good morning, Safe House Church. And if you are here for the first time, I want to say a welcome to you, all visitors and um, saints and friends of the Most High God, for God is good and he's worthy to be praised. And I stand here before you on this morning. I do believe there is a word from the Lord that I want to share with you on today, for God has been good to us. Amen. I ain't said that he's done everything that I want him to do. Amen. He hadn't done it exactly when I want him to do it, but he's still been good. He's been better than good. He's been so good to us that even in our stuff, even in our midst of our mess, that what he continues to open up door. He continues to open up doors, open up doors, up open up doors. And I'm just grateful, grateful, grateful to him to whom all blessings flow. So um a hearty welcome to all visitors and all the members of the Safe House Church. Thank you for your continually supporting us there in our morning prayer. Every every morning, Monday through Friday, there we are praying unto our God and whom all blessings flow and giving him thanks and giving him honor. Um, the formula is simpler, amen, we pray. And when we pray, you know, we give time that he speaks back to us, amen. But I'm learning more and more every day that you take everything to God in prayer. This is what is always said, but that's not what we've always done, amen. You know, I like most, you know, you, you know something happens, we try to fix it on our own. We try to discover it on our own and, and try to do these things. But then as I've gotten older and I've gotten more mature in my faith, and more mature in my walk, I understand that you truly do take everything to God in prayer. You know, I ask God all the time. I say, Lord, you know, what do you want me to tell your people? That's my weekly prayer. Lord, what is it that you want me to say to your people on this week? What do you want me to say to your people? Amen. And these are the kind of conversations that I have with him. You know, it doesn't have to be super eloquent or anything like that. But, you know, these are conversations that you have. I said, Lord, you got to fix this one, Lord. Or, Lord, I, I don't see it. Lord, you got to show me, you know, these are the conversations I have with him, amen, because he's my God and, you know, he's my king and I serve him and, and I ask sometimes, you know, because sometimes I just don't know. Sometimes like, Lord, what is it that you're trying to do? Or Lord, you need to, you need to work with me right here, Lord, because right now Peter is not feeling this and, you know, and, and he, and he tells me and he puts me in my right place and gets me in my right mindset and things like that because we all have things that we suffer with and we go through in this life. 
and um, nonetheless, I'm grateful for him that um, and all he's done. I want to give honor to the First Lady um, Ely, amen, just so grateful for her and um, God blessing us with her, amen, dynamic woman of God who's going to be doing more, more, and more here lately. Also, our prophetess Jordan, amen, as God continue to do the good work in her and all the others, um, Sister Pam, who leads our women at the well, that's just um, dynamic, amen, and it's continuing, and I'm grateful, and just praise God for her consistency in what she's doing, amen, and others who are supporting us, both financially and in their prayers, um, to do what we do, because we're going somewhere, you know, and, um, and, and we're trying to learn to enjoy the trip. I'm learning as I've gotten older and I'm mature in life, and you see these gray hairs on my beard, that I'm learning that I spent a lot of my youth trying to get there, get there, get there. And I thought about, you know, when I get this degree, I'm going to do this. And then when I get this, I'm going to do this. And when I get married, I was going to do that. And when I had my first child, I was going to do this. And what I'm learning is that all those things and all those milestones were good and they were wonderful. And I enjoyed each and every one of them. But what I'm finding is it was more about the journey on the trip. It was the things that I, I did, the things that I discovered, the things that I failed at, the things that um, I, I saw differently, the people that I met, more the people that I met, the people, I mean, the people. I mean, I've met some really wonderful people in my lifetime. I've also met some who were not so wonderful. And I am a optimistic person by nature. I always try to see the good in everybody. I don't know if that's the pastor side of me, even if they cut me, you know, um, I'm trying to give them another chance. You know, sometimes that can be good and bad. I don't know if that's what Jesus was talking about, turning the other cheek. And then if they hit the other cheek, I don't know. He never, the Bible didn't never tell us what to do with the other cheek. Amen. But nonetheless, we um, are grateful and, and just, you know, as we walk this walk, just to know that we need to enjoy this journey because none of us know when is our last time. Amen. There used to be a song in the old church that used to sing, it may be my last time. I don't know. And, um, and truly, we, we don't know, but we get the most out of every single day that he has given us. And we go forward in that fact to know that God has got us. Amen. Are you feeling good this morning? How many of you feeling good this morning? Just type some in the chat. Let me know on Zoom. We have so many platforms. We on Zoom. We on YouTube. We on Facebook, um, Instagram. There we go. Um you know, so many different platforms. I know people all over the place, and sometimes it's tough, and I'm looking forward to us getting together here real, real soon, amen, as we um, narrow down some things, and just God is just doing, doing. He's doing what he do, amen. I'm not going to be before you longer today, but I do believe there is a word from the Lord, amen. As far as I know, we don't have any, I haven't got any messages of any birthdays or any sicknesses or anything like that, so we're grateful that God is um, um, still being God and taking care of us. Amen. All right. So I do believe there is a word from the Lord on today that I want to share with you on today. Um, a word of of instruction. And I guess it depends on how one would take it. Maybe even not so much criticism of chastisement, but of, of instruction to say, where do we need to be? You know, we are the church uh, right now that our church here, we have uh, some young believers and we have some believers who are more seasoned in their walk with Christ. But one of the things that I'm learning is that we, we often talk about trusting God and we often talk about doing this and doing that. 
But now I find myself at a point of my walk that I know God, I trust God, but do I make God happy? I know God, I trust God, but do I make him happy? I think about it in terms of even a, a marriage. You know, I've been married for two decades. I know my wife. I know my, you know, I know my wife. My wife knows me. But do I make her happy? Is she, as the Bible says, is she's well pleased with me? And oftentimes we find here that there was times throughout the Bible that we see when God would utter those words, he's well pleased with them. And I want to explore that a little bit on today. I want to draw that out a little bit today. And I want to challenge you to look at oneself here at the Safe House Church. Uh, we often challenge you to look introspectively within yourself to find um, and search yourself. The Bible said that every man work out his own soul salvation. And then working out your own soul salvation, then there's often this time that you have to look in the mirror. I often give the analogy of if I have something on my face, it's easier for me to pick something off my face than you to tell me that something's on my face. You can do your best effort to describe, say, Peter, there's something right there on your forehead and you can tell me to move my hand this way and I can move my hand that way. And, you know, sometimes we all been there when it was like a little lint ball or something on you and, and it seemed like the person said, get this way, this way. And then at some point, either one or two things happen. Either I get lucky and maybe I get the lint ball off or that person who's there picks the lint ball off for me or I go to a mirror and I see a reflection of myself and I'm able to remove that myself. Now, oftentimes we find, and you all know that I am a teacher by trade and I train, I'm a trainer of teachers. And one of the things that I often like to do, especially with my teachers, is I like to video them. I like people to see themselves on video. Nothing like video would tell you about yourself. You know, I can give you all day and I can tell you pointers, you know, that this was good or this was not as good or this needs more work or this needs more help. But then when you actually watch a video of yourself, then you are typically more your worst critic. You are typically tougher on yourself then I'm going to be on you. And because of that, then what you find is that what you find is that you go in there and you start to critique yourself. You'll start to find things that I didn't even tell you, things that maybe I didn't even notice, things that I didn't even, even see. And because of that, you start to pick those different things out. And now you do this thing that we call self-correct. And then the self-correction is that what I acknowledge that I've not done this well. I acknowledge that I've not done this part as good as I could have done it. And because of that, now I go in and I fix it myself. And since I fix it myself, I know that. And this is what people are talking about, knowing themselves. You know, I know things that I would do. I know things that I hope that I wouldn't do. I, I've learned early on to, to say that, you know, I would never say um, that I would never do something. Because given a circumstance, we really don't know what we would do. I hope that my faith is strong enough. Mm -hmm. I pray that my faith is strong enough that I'm able to withstand the wiles of the devil, that I'm able to reject, um, um, reject that. But the truth of the matter is none of us really know until you put into that situation. 
I know it's easy that many of us will sit back and we'll say things about people's situation. Girl, if I were you, I would do this. Or, dude, man, if I was this, I would do that. Or, why is she like this? Or, why is he like that? But we truly don't know until we're actually in that situation because everything is based on the situation and circumstance. And this is why, you know, the Bible said that we serve a just God and God knows exactly what it is that he's put you into. He knows exactly how you need to say. So that's why, you know, I tell people quick, I don't have a heaven or hell to put anybody in. But however, I tell you what the word of God says. He said that he told us to live holy for he was holy. He told us to be baptized in his wonderful name of his son, Jesus. And then we what? Then we will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then he would give us the remission. Um, he would forgive us for our sins. He told us to pray to him daily. He told us to walk by faith and not by sight. He's told us to do all these things. And what we do is what? We are to walk and go out them amen but even at the end of the day the way it's we're saved by what our faith our faith in him and his ability to do any and everything that we ask him to do so i for one am grateful for that fact i'm grateful that i'm being judged by him not by us because we have a tendency to judge each other harshly sometimes and harshly and we would have been guilty of the same thing Oh, come on, somebody. Are y'all with me? I'm already kind of preaching. So all these things, and I, I look at this, and, and, and on this week, God has just been dropping this thing in with me, is will he be pleased with me? So if you be so kind, we're going to turn our Bibles here. I'm going to give you an opportunity to Proverbs. Y'all know I love the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 16 and 6. Proverbs 16 and 6. And while we're doing that, let me give a quick commercial for the Safe House Church here in the city of Greensboro, North Carolina. You can go to safehousechurchgso.com and you can watch us there live even right now. But we have a live stream there. So we're not dependent just on the Facebooks and the Instagrams, even though we love broadcasting on those platforms. But if they went away, we have our own. Amen. And we're grateful to be able to um, bring that to you. Um, also here at the Safe House Church, we work off three things we believe God has called us to. We call it DEA. Discipleship, empowerment, and accountability. Discipleship, we're going to walk with you, we're going to talk with you, and we're going to hold your hand until you get to that point of um, of accountability. And then we're going to walk, um, we have <clears throat> the E part, which is, oh, now I just draw, <laughs> I drew a blank. Um, um, empowerment, that we're going to empower you to be able to do the things that God has called you to do, and you're going to walk and use the talents and gifts that he's given you. And then most importantly is accountability, that we must be accountable for our actions and accountable for the things that we do and walk for. For God is good and he's worthy to be praised. All right, so we want to, um, Proverbs 6, 16, um, 16 and 6, you should have a chance to have gotten that by now. And I'm about to sit here and I'm going to do a split screen with you. Amen. Proverbs 6, 16 and 6, thank you to all of those who come to Bible class. We appreciate that. Um, you all continue to work with Pastor. Pastor, I know I told some of them names up on last week, but Genesis is good. A lot of good stuff, but there's also a lot of lineage um, 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 genealogy in there, and that's important because you need to know how people are connected to other people in the Bible, and then that makes sense going forward. But nonetheless, a good Bible class, and those who know me know me personally, know that I have struggled with my addiction, but you know what? I'm not going to let that stop me from talking God's word. Amen. If I'm going to be a fool, I, like I said, I'll be a fool for Christ. Amen. And that I, I gave it my best effort. Amen. But, you know, my wife said we're going to get better. She's been working with me. So y'all pray, pray for her. <laughs> uh, let us read. And it says this. 
By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than great revenues without right. A man's heart devises his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. The Lord directeth his steps. We're going to use for a subject on this morning. I want to talk to you from the point of view of be pleased with me. Be pleased with me. How many of you want the Lord to be pleased with you? Be pleased with you. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, and the Father, Lord, we come to you right now, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you for all that you've done, Lord. I ask you to continue to forgive us of all our sins, those known and unknown to us. Oh, God, as we go forward and expound upon your word on today. Lord, let the hearts be encouraged, oh God. Let them examine themselves, oh God. Lord, so that we will walk the walk and talk the talk, and Lord, and that you will be well pleased with us. Lord, we ask you to do all these things to others in the powerful name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Be pleased with me. Being pleased with me. So if you go to Matthew, I think it was Matthew 3 and 17. You find in that scripture that Jesus was being baptized. And as Jesus was being baptized, um, the word came from heaven that the God said that well, this is my beloved son whom I am well pleased with. That God was what he was pleased with Jesus. He was pleased that Jesus had taken that yoke and Jesus had picked up what God has asked him to do. And he is walking by faith. He's not knowing at this particular point in time, what his fate is, but now he's what he's walking into his own. He's taking up the full mantle of God. He's going in and he's teaching them the, the ways of God. He's teaching them about God's grace and God's mercy and God's love and all the things that God wants to do for them and how God wants to change things for them and how God wants them to walk and walk by faith and walk um, in righteousness and walk in holiness. And because we still believe that holiness is still right, that God told us to be holy. And we're to walk in that holiness. But here we find that what God um, sees him and he tells him that this was his son whom he was well pleased with. Being well pleased. See, it's one thing for us to trust God and love God. But it's another thing for God to be well pleased with you. I don't know about you, but I want him to be well pleased with me. I want to hear those words. Not only, you know, uh, well done, that good and faithful servant. Amen. But I want to hear that he's well pleased with me, meaning that what he is totally satisfied with me. Ask yourself the question today, and we will examine this for a little while. Is God well pleased with you? Only you can answer that question. Ask yourself, Lord, are you well pleased with me? Now, this is a thing of introspection uh, that I want you to be able to look in within yourself and, and examine your life and examine what you're doing, examine where you're moving and how you're doing things right now. And ask yourself, Lord, am I, you well pleased with me? I'm sure that he'll tell you. You know, and, and this thing that we always examine in our life to get better. We always want to walk and we always want to talk and we want to do. And the Bible tells us that those that pleaseth the Lord that we read in some Proverbs, that if you please the Lord, 
than what that he even would make even your enemies to be at peace with you. I know a lot of times we spend our time wrestling against flesh and blood, but the Bible reminds us that that fight is not against flesh and blood, but it's against spiritual wickedness in high places. That God would make your, your enemies to be at peace with you. If you please them, even those who harm you, they don't know what they you know, why they are at peace with you. And, and the ones who want to come in and and they're all upset with you. But he said that well, if your ways would please him, that even the enemies would peace, be at peace with you. That what even a man's heart devises his way, but the Lord what devises his steps. And if we follow the Lord's steps, then what the Lord, he has a plan for us. But then we have the opportunity you know, each and every day to choose what we want to do. I tell you all, all the time that the most important thing that I believe that we have, that we possess is this power of choice. God did not force us to serve him. He did not put a gun to our head and say, you serve him. But he did give us the opportunity to choose who we want to serve. Oh, Israel. You know, as they say, oh, Israel said, choose whom this day who you want to serve. For me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. Every moment that this choice, you know, we consciously make this choice every day. And I'm not sitting there telling you that this sometimes is an easy choice. Because there are things within us that want to do what? To fight against every choice of God. Why? Because of the nature of what we live in, that we are living in the world, but we're not of the world. And the longer we in the world, that we have to fight against conformity to the world. For the Bible tells us, be ye transformed, that we do not be what? Conformed to this world. But the longer we hear, you have a tendency to, to, to try to be a part of the environment that you are in. We all have the t tendency that we want to be accepted. Nobody wants, everybody wants to be accepted. Everybody would like to be liked. But then sometimes we find ourselves that sometimes we have to make choices that's not going to necessarily make people like us. Sometimes we're going to make choices that we're not going to be the most popular person in the school, the most popular person on the job. That sometimes we got to stand and we got to stand and we got to make a stand and know sometimes it may cost us a job. It may cost us uh, a marriage. It may cost us whatever the case may be. But if God has called you to stand, you stand. And I'm not sitting here telling you that it's always easy to stand. But God, but he told us right here that, what, that it's better with a little righteousness in verse 16. He says it's better with a little righteousness than great revenues without it. That what that we that what that we we live in righteousness and that we live in this truth and that what we live a life that's pleasing unto the Lord. So what do you want to know? Let's get in a little bit more about what is it is to please the Lord. There's so many ways. I believe they is to please the Lord, but there's only a few ways that you would not please the Lord. So, you know, the mathematician in me said, well, we'll take the contrapositive of this. So the first one we want to explain today is our pride. It's often said, and we know scripture says that pride cometh before the fall. Now, one of the things that I wanted to read, you know, and that was so dangerous about pride and that we have to look at our pride is that Pride is a thing of self-reliance. Pride is a thing that I did it myself, that I didn't have anybody's help. And and because I did this myself, it's a what? You know, from the dictionary, it says a feeling of deep, um, deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievement. The achievement of those who one, one is closely associated or from the qualities or possessions that are widely admired. See, the thing, the dangerous thing about pride is, is that it comes to this thing that we don't have any reliance on him 
pride comes in the thing that we that we, we what we have we did on our own and and what we got we have and what it is is basically is that we are spitting in God's face because God already knows and he's very clear on that everything that you have you have because of him everything that you are you are because of him everything that you do you do because of him and he's allowing you to do for this is his earth he created your body he gave you breath in your body he allowed the blood to flow through your veins he allows your hump your heart to pump he allows the electricity that is the impulses that's in your body to to what to allow themselves to fire on the, the all the neutrons that's in your body to allow you to walk and to move and to say so how dare we get so careful to say that what look what we have done if you notice throughout the Bible, there's a theme throughout the Bible that every time that anything happens that what we get to the point that we start to think that we did that God has to what he has to go in and take care of some things. When we look at the Tower of Bible, they got to the point they say, Look what we're gonna do and they got themselves together and they were gonna build something what a tower to the sky or what not because of um of of an awe of God or a memorial of God or what he's done, but to show him that what they were capable of. This is why we have to be so careful, brothers and sisters, that even in all we get, that we get our understanding and that we make sure that we acknowledge God in all that we've done and all that we do because well, it's him. That even without, you know, God just what well, he keeps and he protects us. And if he removes his hand from us, then what? Then we have what? This calamity upon us. Because the Bible tells us what? He told Peter, he said, Peter, Satan desires to sift you as wheat. But that what I have prayed for you that in the day of testing that your faith fell not. And we know that happened to Peter, that Peter was tested and he denied Jesus and the same Jesus that he walked with and he talked with and he went all these places where yet he sit there and he denies him three times. Now, if Peter can deny Jesus three times and he walked with Jesus and he talked with Jesus and he knew exactly who Jesus was, what more would it, how easy would it be for you and I to do it that we've never seen the Father? I didn't walk with him. You didn't walk with him. We can feel him. We feel his presence. We feel his love. We feel his power. We feel his anointing. But yet, we've never seen the Father. But this is why the Bible says that it was better for him that believed that never seen the Father than he that went that seen the Father and yet still don't believe. For there was what, you know, there was some out there who have seen the Father and yet the Bible talks about what? Yet they still did not believe even though they, what? They saw the Father. Do you see, do you see what I'm saying? So we have to be what? We have to be careful to be that we don't fall put ourselves in pride and thinking that the things that we have the things that we've done that we have did this is what the pride comes from the pride comes from this is why you know tithing is important you know and and giving is important why because it's acknowledging the god that look lord i have what i have Lord, but i give this back to you because i know you were the giver of it that you are the sustainer of it, oh God. And if it ain't for you, Lord Jesus, I wouldn't have this, Lord. I wouldn't have this intellect. I wouldn't have this physical strength. I wouldn't have this ability to move and do all the things that I do. I wouldn't have the ability to get paid for my thoughts. I wouldn't have the ability. Lord, all of these things come from you. And long as I acknowledge that it comes from you, then I'm good. This is what he talks about, what? Being pleased with him. If you notice, if you go back and like you said, when he told him, he said, this is my beloved son who I'm well pleased with. Right before that, you'll see that as Jesus got baptized, that what? The, the spirit of God descended from heaven and, what? and it sat upon him. We want the, the spirit of God to sit upon us, brothers and sisters. We want the spirit of God to lay on us. Why? So that what? We can walk, right? We can talk, right? That anything I do with the spirit, I keep telling people and I tell people all the time that I'm not my own, that we are bought with the price. Everything that you have earned, everything 
thing that you seem like you've gotten that you didn't get on your own, but you got because he allowed you to go. Yes, you did your part, but still it was him that was giving you the strength to do your part. It was him that opened up the door for you to do your part. It was him that touched that person and said, give that person that job. You know, some of the things that, well, it was my intellect and my skill that, no, but it was the intellect and skill that he gave you. And then he still touched the Bible said, well, he holds the king's heart in his hand. And he can turn it whatever way he may. So just like they like you today, they can hate you tomorrow. I've seen it. You know, you can be the best things of sliced bread today. And then on tomorrow, then what? Now everybody has an issue with you. Are y'all with me? This is why we have to be careful, brothers and sisters, that what? That when God raises us up, when God opens up doors for us, when he does things for us, that what? We acknowledge that he did it because what? Just like they put you up there, they'll put you down. I guarantee you today that it's, today is what? Super Bowl Sunday. There's going to be a play in that game today that somebody's going to mess up. And somebody who was what? A, a celebrated athlete probably all their life to get to that point. That's why they're there. And they were good. And we talking about the best of the best that's going to be playing in that game. In fact, one of the young men I know went to school right there with us last year. And we wish him the best. And that he plays well and he's healthy. But somebody's going to mess up. And when somebody messes up, that same person who was all held in and how great they were, now the whole world is going to come down on them. Mm -hmm. The whole world is going to come down on them. And, you know, that one play in that game that might cost their team the game or change the game or change the momentum of the game, now everybody's going to be on them about that. And this is such as the world. This is why the Bible tells us that, well, that if we're going to boast, we're going to boast in Christ. Because what I know Christ is able, he's perfect, he's flawless, he's undefeated. But if I boast in myself, then when I mess up, then what, here they come. If they put me there, here they come. So this is why we have to be careful, brothers and sisters, to make sure that we always give God all the glory. So most of the sins in the Bible, most of the sins that you and I deal with, all pretty much stem from pride. And if they stem from pride, let's talk about number two, they stem for Self-righteousness. What is self-righteousness, Pastor? I'm glad you asked. Let me give you a quick definition of self-righteousness. Self-righteousness is just this. Having the characteristic of being a, a certainty, especially an unfounded one, that one is totally correct or morally superior. Totally correct or morally superior. So self-righteous that what I have it right and I got it all the time. And I'm here, and I'm first to tell you all, there's some things that I do well, and there's some things that I know I don't do so well. That we have to be careful that it's only, you know, it's only only us going to heaven and nobody else. I don't have a heaven or hell to put nobody in. All I'm going to do is I'm going to follow what he told me to do. I'm going to live the way he told me to live. I'm going to walk by faith. I'm going to walk this bow by out. I'm going to do what he asks us to do, and I'm going to go where he tells me to go. But what, the self-righteous part in that? No, I don't, I don't have it all together. The Bible tells us and Paul reminds us that what we're working in perfection as we perfecting this thing. That the gifts of the you know the, of the gifts that come to the church have come to the church for what for us to be perfected. So every day I'm looking in that mirror. This is what I was talking about in that mirror. In that mirror, I always see a flaw. I always see something I don't like. I always see something I gotta work on. My face is fat. I got more gray hairs. Oh, I got something here that I need to deal with. Or oh, there's something out. So this is always something. So I don't have time to spend trying to find fault in my brother and sister. I don't have time to be chasing after them. Because what? I got things that I want to do. Because I'm trying to make it to heaven myself. I want to be, you know, one day he would be pleased with me. Ask yourself today, will he be pleased with me? 
If you self-examine, would God be pleased with you? This is a question you have to ask yourself. This is not something I can come up with, but you know yourself. You know when you're in your room. You know when you're in that bathroom by yourself. You know when you're sitting in that bed by yourself. You know when you're all there and there's nobody but you and you have to deal with yourself and you have to deal with your thoughts and you have to deal with your ways and you have to deal with your mouth. You have to do, deal with your comments. You have to deal with the way you think and the way you, you treat people. You know that. Will he be well pleased with you? Our goal is to what? To be pleased with him. I want him pleased with me. My prayer every day is, Lord, be pleased with me. But how do he be pleased with me? That I have to work. There's some things that I have to do. And watching self-righteousness in our lives is one of them that what? I don't have it all together. But what I do have is that I continue to walk this walk. I heard this story earlier this week about some the men who were drunk. And they asked a question, this pastor and um, it was a true story. And the pastor asked, he said that these guys asked, said, Pastor, can I, can we have Bible study? And would you come over to my house to have Bible study with me? And they said that the men go, um, that the pastor said, yeah, sure, I'll go over. So he starts coming over to the young man's house and having Bible study with him. And the man asked him in the middle of having Bible study, he said, would it be okay if I, if I have a beer? Now, I, I don't believe in consuming alcohol. We believe that is um, unrighteous. But however, he told him, he said, go ahead. I mean, I'm in your home and, you know, sinners do what sinners do. My job is there to what reflect the light of Christ and do what I do. I change the atmosphere, not the atmosphere changed me. So he said he was sitting there and, he was, you know, they were, so they were reading, they were reading, the, doing their Bible study and the man was having his beard. The next week, the man comes over, he invites his buddy. His buddy comes over and his buddy pulls out. And his buddy has a beer. So now they're having, they having a beer and they're going over the word of God. And what we find is over time, he said they got to the point that they had about six guys there all in the Bible study, but they were having a beer. And over the weeks and times ago, he said not one time did he say anything about the beer, but he continued to teach them the word of God. He continued to show them the word of God. And what happened was they were looking into this reflecting mirror. The Bible talks about it in the second, I think the second Corinthians, he talks about this glass that we look into very darkly. And as we look into this glass very darkly, what we find is that as we get closer to Christ, we start to see things a little bit clearer. I start to see things. You don't have to tell me to get lint off my face. When I see it in the mirror, I can take that off for myself. There are things that we start to change. And he said that over time, over about a six to eight month period, that those who were coming to Bible class drinking no longer were having that beer. He didn't have to tell them to put down that beer. Where they started making these changes on their self as they grew in Christ. And I know so many times that we want to tell people, and I believe that holiness is right, or they're going to go to hell and all this kind of thing. And I believe all those things are true. But however, everybody's way and everybody's walking this thing is a little bit different. How God works with them and how God takes care of them. Do I believe in them being filled with the infilling of the Holy Ghost? Absolutely. As the Spirit of God get us. Do I believe in being baptized in Jesus' name? Absolutely. One Lord, one faith, and one baptism. But, you know, some of us came to God and God healed us instantaneously and some of us went through things and some of us, it was a process. Some of us had to go dip in the river seven times. And some of us saw me in his trees when the first time. Not that he didn't heal us, not that he didn't change, but what? There was what a change in me that I was not ready for. God did it the first time. 
God filled me with the Holy Ghost the first time, but I was not ready to accept the power of the Holy Ghost because I didn't want to change my ways. I didn't want to change my thoughts because I, I thought I was okay. I thought that what I was doing was all right. I'll never forget we had a young man, and I witnessed this myself, that was with us and was talking, and he would be speaking in tongues and everything else and would cuss you out in a minute. And I'll never forget, it was me and another young man, we was in school, and we was talking about, like, man, you, you can't just be doing that, bro. You know, and he was like, well, why not? Blah, 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 blah. You know, I love God and da, da, And this is much as like we see today that people, you don't know what you don't know. As I continue to get older and I realize things, it was like, I never knew this. Or if I had known this, I could have did this. And no, I could have made this better. Or I could have avoided this situation, this thing. But this is part of the maturation process. This is part of the growth process. I don't expect you to be the same believer that you are on day one. You know, Safe House Church, you all are very evident or y'all are the evidence to this testimony of how people have changed over time. I see many of you grow that now you have a prayer life. Oh, come on, somebody. Some of you now you give. Some of you trust God. Some of you give, you know, your tithes and your offering. But you didn't always start out that way. Some of you, you know, you're praying and you're understanding. God has done some things for you. So I understand it's a maturation process. And our job here at the Safe House Church is, is to discipleship you. Disciple mean that what I am going to show you. It doesn't mean that I don't have flaws in my wall. It doesn't mean that I don't have a limp in my wall. It doesn't mean that I don't get off. But what I'm telling you is that if you see me fall off, that you stay focused. If you see me move off, that you keep your eyes on him. Because it's not about me. It's about him. And as we walk together in Christ, as long as I'm in line with Christ, then well, let's go together. But if I fall off, don't you lose your salvation because of me. Oh, come on, somebody. But this is why the Bible also Tells us what, that each man work out his own soul salvation. And this is why I also believe that, yes, I am my brother's keeper. Because the truth of the matter is that some people are learning Christ and they're, le they're learning Christ and they're understanding Christ by my walk. They understand Christ by my talk. So this is why it's important that what I do the be very best I can, not just for me, because also I'm leading others to Christ. My life is a hallmark for some others. Your life is a hallmark for some others. There are some people out there who want to be just like you. And you ask yourself, and I ask myself all the time, as I found, I found out that I have some people who admire my walk, and I have some people who hate my walk. I have some people who love me, and I have some people who probably hate me. But what I do understand, and, and this is that what that there are people who are looking, and because of this, what we need to represent Christ as best we can. So this preacher, he didn't go in, he didn't condemn them, even though they knew what they were doing was wrong. This is why they were there. But what they were trying to understand is what I'm doing is wrong. How do I correct it and how do I get better? And that's what he was able to give them over time. And now they what they can see in that mirror and they can see in that dark glass that they see more clearly now that, okay, God, I can't keep doing this and get closer to you. Lord, I can't be inebriated and be closer to you. Lord, I can't be giving my body, oh God, because I have so many soul ties that I'm dealing with, Lord, that your spirit don't even have room to be here, Lord. I can't, Lord, you keep not trusting you, Lord. I can't keep stealing from you, Lord. I can't keep doing all these things that every one of us have but we have a level of understanding so as we learn to trust God ask yourself Lord would you be pleased with me Lord if you looked at my life right now Lord would you go and say oh you was pleased with me this is only a question that you can answer for yourself Every day, ask yourself, Lord, would you be pleased with me today? Lord, would you be pleased the way I handled that situation? Lord, would you be pleased the way I compensated that person? Lord, would you be pleased the way I cussed that person out? Lord, would you be pleased the way that I, I dealt with my children or I dealt with my spouse, oh God, or I, I dealt with the people I work with, oh God, or I, I dealt with those, Lord, you who, who I had, um, that I had um, leadership over? Would you be pleased with me?
This is a question that we all must ask ourselves. Because he said if he was pleased with you, that where he would lead and direct your steps. That you don't have to worry, but that you'll be at peace with your enemies. That what that the Lord would, would depart you from evil. That he would keep you, he would protect you. Now, the last thing I want to bring to you this morning, and I'm going to talk about it, is our lust. Our lust. I know when we read the first definition of lust, and what we find is that lust is a strong sexual desire. But no, really what lust really is, is that anything that you have a strong desire for. Now, there's nothing wrong with having desires, but with all our desires and everything must be kept in, in moderation. The Bible tells us that. that but it was our lust that leads us away into diverse temptations. It's things that we want. If you want that, you're just money hungry and all you got to do is have money, 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 then you'll be willing to do any and everything for money. Even sell drugs to your own children or or or, or sell drugs to your, your community and all these things that people do. Why? Because of their lust. Mm -hmm. That their desire to have what they have is so much greater than their desire for, you know, for, for others. So we have to be careful of our lust and we all have lust. Lust doesn't mean that you're just in sexual sin. Lust is just that what you have some strong desires that you're willing to what that I gotta have my way. So despite somebody else having their way, Lord, I want my way so bad that I don't care about anybody else. I'm not gonna consider anybody else. I'm not gonna consider what they have going on. I'm not gonna consider what they get they got before them or or how this is gonna affect them or how they're gonna affect their situation. If you look in the Bible, that Jesus was always considering. He did not allow these things to come and take him away. Is it the lust of what I want that I'm willing to, you know, that I want this so bad that I'm willing to neglect the church? I'm willing to neglect my wife. I'm willing to neglect my family. I'm willing to neglect my husband. We got to be careful of our lust. Because these same lusts that what lead us away, they lead us down these roads that we can't get unwound. It leads us into places and situations and circumstances and we're wondering how did one get themselves here? When I stop and I talk and I have conversations with individuals from around the world and around the country, and I literally have had in the talks and, and with people from around the world, I find that a lot of us find ourselves in situations and circumstances that we got in because of our lust. My lust is that I wanted to have a car or, I, you know, not that it was bad to have a car, but I was not in a position to have the car that I, I got. So then I got myself into a situation that now... When I have something that I can't afford, I've over-leveraged myself. And now that I've over-leveraged myself, then that leads me to what? To have to work for it, okay? Now I have to work. Now I have to work. Now I work more. And when I work more, now that takes me more away from my family. And now when I have to take more away from my family, now that affects my children. That affects my household. It affects my health. That what all I'm doing is what? Working all these extra hours to be able to pay for this car. When I could have just tempered my lust and not did some things and made some different choices. See, the truth of the matter is a lot of this stuff that we put on the devil, it's not the devil. Everything you see on this screen right here, pride, self-righteousness, lust, these are all things that I can control. These are all things that God asked us, Lord, will you be pleased with me? I asked myself, Lord, is my pride in check, Lord? Did I think I did it myself? Is my self-righteousness in check, Lord? Do I think... Make sure I'm not thinking that I'm more highly than somebody else. That I see somebody else in the street and I think I'm better than somebody else. When the truth of the matter is that I'm one decision away or one paycheck away that I can be on that same very place that they are. Uh -uh, don't do that. 
or the lust that I want this woman or this desire this man so bad that well, I destroy my whole family because now I chase this woman and now the Bible said what well, it was honey lip dripping from her lips. That's what the Bible said. And now I find myself in a situation or a circumstance that I can't get out of. Or I made it very difficult. Or that I find, you know, that lust and desire that I want to feel so good is telling me trusting what Christ is doing in my life that when I go to the bottle and I and I and I drown myself in the bottle. And this is why what this is bad. Why? Because you're saying that Christ, that Christ, that I have more faith in E and J and Hennessy and Sirach than I do in you. To to take care of my situation. Because the truth of the matter is when you get done with that stuff at the end of the day, you come back with a headache, you, you you don't have as much money in your pocket, and now the situation is still there. Versus if you come to God, God might lead you to somebody. He might touch somebody's heart. He might open up a door for you. He might change your whole perspective on how you're looking at this thing to say, look, no, this is what you're looking at. This is really what it is. And now let me show you how to get your way out of this. And he changes your whole mindset. The Bible said, let it what? be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind so now when your mind is renewed your thought patterns renewed now you see things differently what you see as a deficit now becomes a surplus why because you know you put it in hand little in his hand is much so i don't have to live from a deficit mentality but i live from a mentality of abundance i live from a mentality of greatness because I know that what I've not been brought on my own, but I've been what I'm a part of the king. And the Bible says it like this: that what he never seen the righteous, uh huh, those who are living right, those who are going, never seen the righteous forsaken, know his seed begging for bread. Know where to start with you, if you seek his ways. He said, "What well, if you don't take counsel into the what a counsel of the ungodly, or stand in the seat of the scornful." But what delight yourself in the way of the Lord, and then what He will take care of you, right? And He tells us to do this over and over again. So these things that we blame on the devil, maybe it's just sometimes our poor choices. These are things that we warn against in ourselves. Why? Because the pride of life. This is what the devil tried to get Jesus on. You can have all of this, and the truth of the matter was, He already had it. Yo, you hungry, turn this stone into bread. He already had that. Man, do not live by bread alone, but every word that come out of the Lord, of the mouth of the Lord. Right? That all these things, what God has already put these things before us. It's just when do we choose to use them? And now he takes us through a series of things to do what? To show us how to use them. You know, the best, the best, um, See, the, sometimes the best teacher is actually to get in what we call hands-on is to actually get in and do it so sometimes God takes us through the things hands-on experience so I'm here to tell you today you can make it he's not forgotten you but have you forgotten him ask yourself every morning Lord are you well pleased with me Lord my desire is I just want you to be pleased with me I just want you to be pleased with me please because if you're pleased with me then I know I'm delighting myself in your way. And if I'm delighting myself in your way, then you it's no good thing will you hold from me, Lord. And even in all the things that come, the calamity and all the stuff that come, Lord, we say it rains on the just as well as the unjust, oh God, but through it all that you're going to take care of us. And at the end of the day, Lord, Lord Jesus, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to stand still and know that you are God. And when it's all said and done, we're going to come forth and we're going to be what? As clean 
And I know it wasn't me that cleaned me, but it was you that did. And I'm grateful. God bless you all on this morning. I hope that this word has been um, self-examining. Ask yourself, this is not about your spouse. This is not about your children. But ask God, Lord, are you pleased with me? Are you pleased with my life, Lord, with the talents that you've given me, Lord, and I'm getting the most out of it? Lord Jesus, with the ability you've given me, Lord Jesus, with the addiction that you've given me, Lord, with the Lord, with everything that you Lord, am I getting the most out of it? Is it pleasing to your sight? Is it advancing your kingdom? Is it changing lives? Are people being transformed because of what I'm saying and how I'm living? Because there's always somebody who has it worse than you. There's always somebody who 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 can who, who can do something a little bit better than you. But what are you doing? Because God has given you that talent. And that's what he's called you to do. No, I'm not the best preacher. No, I'm definitely not the best. I'm definitely not the best singer. I don't pronounce all my words sometimes. Sometimes I get tongue tied. Sometimes there's times I've embarrassed myself. And I continually fail on a daily basis. I do. But I'm also reminded that it's not the battle is not mine, but the battle is the Lord's. And that I am the what stand still and know that he is God. Also know that, you know, I, that I, I'm, I'm his. And because I am his, that way he's going to continue to open up the doors. He's going to bless us beyond measure. And I acknowledge that, Lord, everything that I have, you've given me. Things that I move in, Lord Jesus, you've opened up the door for me. There's nothing that I desire. Lord, I desire, Lord Jesus, I deserve death. But the Bible said, what, the wages of sin is death, but yet the gift of God is eternal life. And because of the eternal life, it is a gift, that a gift that you give to us. Lord, I just want you to be pleased with me. Be pleased with my walk. Be pleased with my talk. Be pleased how I interact with your people. Be pleased, Lord Jesus, how I treat your people. Be pleased, Lord Jesus, how I treat my wife. Be pleased how I love on my children. Be pleased how I treat my in-laws. Be pleased how I take care of my financial resources. Be pleased how I treat everybody around me. Lord, I just want you to be pleased with me. Do you want him to be pleased with you? Let us pray. Oh, Lord, and the Father, Lord Jesus, we come to you this morning. Lord, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you've done here on today. Lord, I ask that you look at our dear sister Ann out on YouTube, oh God. Lord, she asks that you touch her right now. Lord, I ask that you touch her right now from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. Be pleased with her, Lord. Let her go forth this day, Lord Jesus, to know, Lord Jesus, that you've not forgotten her, that you see her, oh God, and you know who she is. Lord Jesus, that you continue to open up the doors for her, oh God. Bless her, oh God. Open up a door, Lord Jesus, that she don't have room to receive the overflow in her life. Lord, bless her and keep her, oh God. Continue to strengthen her and her family, oh God. Love on them, oh God, like only you can. And Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for all that you've done here this morning, all that you've done, Lord, you this week, Lord, and all that this word is going to do as we continue to look, Lord, you, will you be pleased with me? Lord, did I not walk in my own pride? Lord, you, that I don't walk in my own self-righteousness. Lord, that I'm not driven away by the lust and the desires that I have to the point, Lord, that I lead myself down a road of tumultuous and, uh, and damnation. But Lord, you, that I trust you, Lord. That, Lord, I don't have to see you to trust you, Lord, but I know, Lord Jesus, for you are there. 
Lord, you that you've kept us, oh God, that you love us. Lord, you say that you will make us peace with our enemies. And Lord, you that you will lead and guide us into all truth and understanding. And Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, we love you, Lord, and we praise your name. For we know this one thing, and we know this to be true, that we walk by faith and not by sight. God bless you all on this morning. If this word has been a blessing to you all, I want to give you an opportunity to give of tithe and offering here. Here at the Safe House Church, we do our tithe and offering by way of the cash out, or you can also do by way of PayPal, or you can do the traditional method. So at this time, we'll turn that over. Here at the Safe House Church, we do our offering by way of the cash out. That's dollar sign Safe House Church GSO. Again, that's dollar sign Safe House Church GSO. Or you can do paypal.me forward slash ministry aid. Again, that's paypal.me forward slash ministry aid. Or you can do the traditional method. Write us a check or money order to Finding Fish Ministries, P.O. Box 862, Summerfield, North Carolina, 27358. Again, that's Finding Fish Ministries, P.O. Box 862, um, Summerfield, North Carolina, 27358. St. Luke 6 and 38, it says this, Give, and it shall be given unto you good measure. Press down and shake it together, and running over shall men give unto your bosom. God bless you all. Love you, and thank you. All right, so with no further ado, we ask that you govern yourselves accordingly. Um, Women of the Way, I think they met on last week. Um, please remember our podcast. You can go back and watch any of these on the podcast. You can also get them. They should be available on the church website. Also, you can go to our YouTube page and you can replay these messages anytime there on a YouTube um, page. God bless you. Remember, on Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will be there in our prayer um, from 6 to 6.30 every single morning, Monday through Friday. We'll be there praying. God bless you all. Love you all. Enjoy yourself. Watch the Super Bowl. Don't eat too much dip. Have a good time. Enjoy your families. Enjoy each other. Take care. Love you. And I'm with God's will. We'll be right back here with you on Wednesday night for Bible class. Love you. Take care. Bye-bye.